Who's burning me over there? Let's be wow, real. Wow, right. Wow, but don't no, 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 let's, no, let's not, not be right. Let's be honest. Never take a loss. They say my back against the wall, but I'm ten toes deep, and I'm still standing tall. I'm way, way, way up. These haters get their way up. Another one. Never gonna take a loss. Blessed day to be a boss. Oh, oh. They say my We are officially back in the building with another one was good we're back we're back <laughs> nah, we're like... back. <laughs> <laughs> oh man welcome 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 finally to another edition of the out of my league podcast i am justin i'm deshaun and as always we haven't been but we are here to give you all the latest sports takes debates updates and of course the news, news, news. Happy 2022. Happy belated I, birthday to you, you. Appreciate Bars. you. <laughs> <laughs> appreciate it. Appreciate it, man. It's been a while. Bro, <laughs> it's been almost a month. Yeah. It feels good to get back in the seat, to get back on the mic, put the headset on. I'm in the booth about to spit this high 18. Yeah, man. And then we are out of here For because sure. it is cold as I don't know what outside. It really is. Yeah, it's it's going to be single digits tomorrow. Bundle up. We had a good holiday, though. Great, great holiday. Great holiday, We're both man. were gone, yeah. Yep. Spent some time in Atlanta mm -hmm. for New Year's. Brought mm -hmm. in your birthday the right way, the mm -hmm. only way. Ciroc. <laughs> <laughs> but nah, man, it was good. How was your Christmas? It was great, man. I, I loved it. I was in Bama with my family. It was, we were 18 plus. We were deep. Deep. We, yeah. Good Lord. <laughs> we were super deep. <laughs> Y'all was mobbing yeah. out there. Y'all took over Bama. Good Lord. 18 deep. Yeah. Mine was good, man. I got to go home, went to North Carolina. I was there for like a good two weeks. Yeah. So it was really good, man. Got to stay home, see the family. Christmas was fire. Got some cool kicks, got some nice clothes. And the best thing was, man, I got some good gifts this year for my family. So yeah. it's always good where you can like outdo the rest of your family, i.e. my brother and sister for the gifts. My gift game was pretty solid this year. So I like that. For sure. You already know. <laughs> I like that, man. But while we were gone, we missed so much yes. in the sports world. AB quit. <laughs> Clay is back and the NFL playoffs are set. The college football championship is over. Yeah. It's been a long, long ride, man. And you know, week 18 just ended. And your boy Carson Wentz. Yeah, my boy. <laughs> he is not a Philadelphia Eagle. <laughs> hey, man, once an Eagle, always an no, Eagle. <laughs> no, no, no. We eagle, traded you. <laughs> you want it out. <laughs> once an Eagle, always an Eagle, man. But nah, we finally reached the end of the season. You know, that happy yet sad time where football is going to end soon. But the real football begins here. And your Eagles are in the playoffs, man. How you feeling? I feel good. I predicted the Eagles were going to win eight games, and they won eight games. They so Actually, they, 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 they won, won nine games. games. Yeah, they're about to say they won, they won nine games, actually. My NFC East prediction was correct because I picked mm -hmm. the Cowboys to win the division. Yep. I figured that they would do that. They're looking a little rocky. This matchup against the 49ers is going to be a tough one for, oh, for sure. sure. But all that aside, COVID aside, we wrapped up the regular season yesterday. And what better way to start than with Carson Wentz blowing it? All they had to do was win in their end. And guess who they played? The Jacksonville Jaguars. The team that fired their coach in the middle of the season. The team that only won two games. The team that has the number one pick yet again. What happened? That 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 juggle was a you know a turnover machine. <laughs> um and then I, I'm really surprised that the Jacksonville Jaguars bullied the Indianapolis Colts at the line of scrimmage. Bad. Embarrassing. Yeah, and you would never think that will happen with a you know a line of scrimmage that strong with the Colts like Quentin Quentin Nelson and these guys like these are pro, pro bowlers like all oh, pro guys yeah. you know and you know they got pushed around against the Jags and the Jags were not afraid of them at all no the Jags were bullying them the entire game Trevor Lawrence was out there dishing yeah. throwing dimes best game of the season by yep. far but they got 10 points by off far. Carson Wentz alone <laughs> Carson Wentz with a mere 185 passing yards, one fumble, one interception. He stinks. Two interceptions. Oh, two interceptions. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I forgot the late game interception. He stinks. <laughs> I, I don't count that against him, but he stinks. Three turnovers <laughs> by himself, he stinks. Like, he stinks. Can they win a championship with Carson Wentz no. in the center? No. You see, the Eagles, I mean, he put him in position to win a championship, but he got hurt, obviously. Yep. And then it was Nick Foles. The following year, they were on their way to the playoffs again. 
He got hurt. Yep. It was Nick Foles again. The following year, it was Nick Foles again. So it's just one of these things where you can't rely on him. Is this loss solely on Winston's shoulders? Do you believe no. that? No. How much he's blame? A, how much oh, blame does he? Get? He's the, he's at the top of the list. Don't oh, okay. don't get it wrong. <laughs> okay. Oh yeah, no. Okay. Look, he he is responsible for sure. This is really really bad. It you are is. going up against a Jags team where you were favored fifteen and a half points. Yeah. All you had to do was win the game. What a epic collapse. Yeah. And speaking of collapses, the Ravens dropped six straight games and analytic their way right out of the playoffs. They did. You know, the analytics their way right out of the playoffs. I will agree and with now they're home. Yeah. I'll agree with two of those going for it. Um, because you just kind of want to kill the game. You like you want to win it right then and there. I get it. The other ones, after like you missed two, like you just need to all right, bro. All you right, have relax. to even <laughs> And then you I, didn't have Lamar Jackson and a couple of them. <laughs> I literally tweeted this a month ago. I said, analytics is going to be the reason the Ravens missed the playoffs. I might have tweeted that almost a month and a half, two months ago. I look like a genius today. The Chargers in the Add same the Chargers boat. to that <laughs> yeah. list. Add the Chargers to that list. I don't know what the head coach was doing I, last I, night. Like, add, we're going to get we're gonna get to them. But right now, the Ravens, Lamar hasn't played in, I want to say, the last three weeks. Four. Four, four weeks mm-hmm. now. Yeah, four weeks. Where do the Ravens go from here? Albeit, we thought that this team would at least, at least be a playoff team, at least number two in the division. Mm-hmm. This Ravens team, they had a ton of injuries, ton of injuries. But still, I don't give them any excuses for that. They they should have at least made the postseason. How bad of, is this a look for Harbaugh in that team? I mean, it's. I think it's a bigger indictment on the offensive coordinator. Um, because I'll take that. The offense is just... Slowly regressing. Lamar looked horrible the last couple of games that he was yeah, in. Yeah, and... Just, just pure honesty. At first, I thought he was an MVP candidate. Yeah. He was literally putting the team on his back the first, what, five or so mm-hmm. games? Games they had no business winning. Yeah. We thought they could have easily been one and four, five and one. And now it's like, they, they they don't look good. The offense is very, very poor. They just, I mean, they were out of, they were out of whack because the Ravens' offense is predicated on the run, oh. but because you couldn't run the football, uh, because you have Andrews A on your offensive line, and then your quarterback who starts your run game, he's out. Your it two just, starting running backs were out yeah, too. They, it, they got hurt. Before it's the just season. tough, right? It. Like, and then defensively, a Ravens team we're used to seeing stop people and create turnovers and things like that. Almost their entire secondary was out for the year, and. You know, they have some pass rush issues that they need to address this offseason as well. Like, they're just not getting enough pressure on the quarterback. And it's just it's getting too easy now to predict what the Ravens are going to do. We know they're going to send the house on third down. We know that the offense, as far as teams that are blitzing you, they know they're going to send the house to you because they know you're not going to be able to adjust on third and long, third and short. I don't – I'm not going to – solely place everything on hardball because I do get some of the things that you're going for for the kill. There's a there's those it's the last like three that just are mind boggling, especially when you have Tyler Huntley at quarterback. Especially it's like you can't put your your team in that position with a backup quarterback to go ahead and kill the game. When you're in the playoff hunt and you're trying to make the postseason, you can literally kick the extra point and go into overtime and then have the trust. I'll never understand a team that has literally not even arguably, but literally the best kicker to ever play football. Yeah. And you take the ball out of his hands and don't allow him to give you an extra chance. Exactly. Like, I get it. You want to go for the win now. But, okay, fool me once, shame on you. Mm-hmm. Fool me twice, shame on me. Right. Like, three, four, and five, come on. Like, yeah. come on. You're literally not giving yourself a chance to win. And everybody says if you don't gamble, you know, mm-hmm. sometimes you gamble, you win. Sometimes you lose. You If you lose three in a row, let's, try, let's dial it back. Right. Like, let's reevaluate. And, you know, let's not gamble because you literally gambled your way out of the playoffs. Right. But I don't even want to focus too much on the Ravens because I, we have to address the Steelers. Yeah. A team that's less talented with a quarterback who's on his way out mm-hmm. and a team that we thought was dead in the water somehow, some way, that's how with the Lions managed to make the playoffs. What does that say about Mike Tomlin and the Steelers? Again, over 8-8, eight and eight, again. Amazing. Well, <laughs> Well, it says a lot about a the Colts and the Chargers because they just folded in the last three weeks. They just folded. They had they basically needed one win. Don't they, worry, we're gonna get to Staley they, here in a minute. <laughs> they needed one win. We're gonna get to Staley. Each here of in those a teams needed one win to solidify their playoff mark, and they couldn't do it in three weeks. We're gonna get we're gonna get to Staley here in a minute. That 
Like, that's bad. But I do want to give flowers to Mike Tomlin and his team. So for sure. Like, for uh, sure. For a guy who literally, ha- I'm gonna, all, out of the teams you've literally named, the Steelers are less talented than all, all three of those yes. teams. Yes. By far. Yeah. The Steelers are less talented than the Ravens. Yes. Even, even a hurt Ravens team. Yeah. They're still less talented. And somehow, some way, that coach puts his best personnel on the field and puts them in positions to win the game and not to lose the game. He doesn't over gamble. Mm-hmm. He plays to his strengths. Right. Big Ben is a statue in the pocket, so we're going to get the ball out faster. Mm-hmm. We know that we need to rely on the run game more, so we're going to dial up some run schemes to get Najee Harris down the field mm-hmm. better and quicker. We know that the strength is our defense, and they play to their strengths. TJ Watt. And TJ Watt <laughs> is a man. Yeah is a grown man out there. And they have some dogs out in the mm-hmm. secondary. Minka Fitzpatrick yep. played one hell of a game. Yes, he did. One hell of a game. Great game from him. And they did exactly what they needed to do to get in the playoffs. So, Mike Tomlin, kudos to you. Yeah, kudos, hats off. Hats off to you. Your season will end on this weekend. It will. Your, your <laughs> You're going against the yeah. Patrick Mahomes now. <laughs> your season will end this weekend. Don't fret. <laughs> you will be home soon. <laughs> Too much but, dip on your chip. <laughs> but look, congrats to you right now. Sure. We are going to give you your flowers. But man, I want to jump to the NFC real quick, man, because the 49ers rally 17 down, giving Shanahan his sixth straight win over McVay. He owns. And when I say owns McVay, I mean he owns McVay. Six straight. What did you see in this 49ers team? What were your takeaways from this Rams team? And who are you more confident in the postseason? Yeah, so, you know, we saw the switch that happened in the game once the physicality came back to the 49ers. And we've seen this consistently throughout this year is when you're the more physical team with the Rams. You can blow them off the football. You've been saying not this only for that, weeks. You've been saying this for weeks. Their their line is getting blown yes. off the ball both sides. Yeah, both sides. And it's it's amazing because Trent Williams didn't even play. No. And <laughs> it's amazing because they have all these superstars. They are literally like the, the monsters. Pro, yeah. pro bowlers. Yeah. Just all, all pro bowlers. And consistently throughout the regime of Sean, uh, uh, Shanahan, he's destroying, and I mean destroying the Rams every time he plays them. Bro. And I mean. He's won six straight against McVay. He's winning with Jimmy Garoppolo. The Rams were up 17-0. I thought that game was over. I thought they were about to destroy the the 49ers. I thought, the, I thought this was a statement game for the Rams. Lo and behold. And then Matthew Stafford became Matthew Stafford. <laughs> and he looked himself in the mirror. And he knew exactly where he was. And I am Matthew Stafford. I turned the ball over. <laughs> and I knew, and I, I think I tweeted this, once he got Drake Greenlaw, they sent him on a blitz. And once he licked him up, oh, man. Once he laid one good hit on Matt Stafford, that man was shaky the entire rest Shook. of the game. He didn't want no smoke. Shook. Anybody around his feet, he immediately throwing the ball up. <laughs> or he's taking a sack. And I've seen that because I was counting one Mississippi, two Mississippi, three Mississippi. There are times where the Rams offensive line was giving Stafford time and he just was not pulling the trigger for whatever reason. And it's amazing because you have two really great receivers that can create when they want. Literally. Cooper Cup, Odell Beckham Jr. Literally. When they're in man-to-man coverage. They're open. They're open. (laughs) They're open. And – if you if you know how to throw a back shoulder fade to Odell Beckham, what you still have not figured out how to do, like this this team right now is suspect. And they're extremely suspect because the quarterback position specifically. And you can see the frustration in Sean McVay's face. See it in the defense. You can see face. it in the defense's face. You can see it in the off the line's face. And the guy and Odell Beckham as well, because that last play of the game where you had a chance to tie the ball. Od- game Odell up, had a step Odell on him. Odell had two steps yeah, on him. Even more. And you underthrew under him for five yards early. <laughs> like five yards. You underthrew him. Like you you want to lay that thing out so he can go he, grab it. He like the DB was running the route instead and of Odell. This is something that this is probably why Matt Stafford's only played in one playoff game. And he's never won a playoff game. True. And for me, 
I don't trust him. Two things I took from this. One, the 49ers poise and composure. They're down 17-0. They didn't divert from the game plan. With Jimmy Garoppolo. They didn't divert from the game plan. They didn't start airing the ball out. Mm. They continued to run the ball, started gaining a little bit of yards, get a little bit of momentum, started doing a little play action, and then they got Debo Samuel involved. Yeah. Uh, Excuse me, Debo Samuel involved. So they didn't divert from the game plan. And the second thing I looked at, the Rams folded. Yeah. Um, Plain and simple, the Rams folded. 17-0. You had the defense playing really good. Mm-hmm. You had the defense. You had Jimmy Garoppolo on his heels, per se. Yep. And he was the, still hurt. <laughs> yeah, the, the 49ers were content. I'm not going to say content to not try anything like reckless or dangerous. Yeah. Like, you're not going to get them out of their elements. They're going to stick to their game plan. Mm-hmm. They're literally down 17, still running the ball on first and second yep. down. Like, they weren't looking for the big play. So, they like, them keeping that composure and just trusting the process that it will work. And eventually it did work. Second half, their O-line is blowing the Rams D-line off yep. the ball immediately, getting four or five yards of carry. Opening up the opening up for play action because you gotta bring more people in the box. Mm-hmm. Then Debo Samuel gets involved in the passing game, gets involved in the run game. He even threw for a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Like they started getting in those trick plays that Shanahan, Jennings. They, yeah, that Shanahan is so good for. And then as you see them catching momentum by, while sticking to their game plan, the Rams are deviating from theirs and folding. Yeah. Like that's literally what I watched. They started folding. Sony Michelle should add a lot more carries. Mm-hmm. Cam Akers should add a lot more carries as well. Salute to Cam Akers for making it back too. Yeah. Like I know coming off an Achilles injury is never easy, but he looked like he was, you know, decently explosive, still coming out the backfield. I know he's still, you know, trying to get those reps in, but that's going to be a nice one-two punch for the next few years. For sure. As long as they can both stay healthy. And I want to also spotlight two people uh, on the 49ers side of the ball, defensive side of the ball. The linebacker position, Fred Warner is an absolute stud in the middle of that defense. And Dre Greenlaw is the enforcer as well. He brings the boom. He brings the power. Like, this this is a, a team that's really, really well coached. Um, and, you know, I'm looking forward to this team progressing in the playoffs because I just feel like they can beat a lot of teams. Yep, yep. And, I mean, as of right now, we have, you know, the Cowboys taking on the 49ers. Mm-hmm. So, 49ers will be in Jerry World. And then the Rams are going to face division rival Cardinals. Yep. On Monday night to cap it off. And that's going to be a very, very interesting yes, game. Yes, it is. Both of those games. Very, yep. very interesting. But getting to the nightcap of last night, what an epic game. You have the Chargers heading to Vegas where both teams need a tie to get in or the winner gets in the playoffs. And then as long as they don't tie, because if there would have been a tie, the Steelers, the Steelers would have been bounced. You're right. Like, so lo and behold, we get to the fourth quarter. Chargers haven't played a good game. Analytics have been kicking their butt mm-hmm. per usual because you have a coach in Staley who's going for it on fourth and two from his own, his own 18-yard line. Yeah. But past that, we get to the fourth quarter, four conversions on fourth down on a game-winning drive by Jay Herbo, who I thought the Chargers were down and out, climbed all the way back into that game. Four fourth down conversions. And I'm talking, I'm on the edge of my seat. This is yeah. explosive. Right. This is just vintage pick and pop. That that last touchdown to Williams, he threw the ball before he even broke mm-hmm. his route. An amazing, yeah. amazing pass. So we go to overtime. Raiders kick a field goal. Chargers go down, kick a field goal. Raiders are going. 38 seconds left. Third down and four from Chargers 38. Staley calls a timeout. Which he didn't need to because the clock was no. (laughs) My whole point: you call a timeout, you stop the clock. All your players are confused. Literally, all your Herbert like, like, (laughs) yo, why is the clock stopping? Like, what's going on? All right, let's just get this out the way. I think that was the dumbest. It was. It was dumb. I I think that was dumb. I think he solely cost them a chance at the playoffs. He He did. I think the Raiders at that point were very content. And going into the game with the tie, you are not. Yes, kick, you and are, they said that you are not kicking a field goal from outside of the thirty yard right. line in general. Right. You're not kicking a field goal. They were lined up in the shotgun. We know they're going to do a draw. They weren't calling a timeout. They were content about going on with the tie, and you stopped the clock mm-hmm. for what? And they thought about. It. They were like, "Wait, he yeah, called a yeah, timeout. He, oh, like, oh, all right, so we can run the ball yeah, now. So let let's put in a different." You calling that timeout, you give them a chance to see the personnel that you're bringing in the game. They can adjust and call a better run play. They were going out the shotgun. Do I think that they would have busted that for 22 yards? No. 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 
I think if anything, they might have got maybe three to four yards, mm. and it would have been fourth down, and they do not kick that ball. Right. The clock runs out. Yeah. The clock runs out. You don't have to run another play. Both of you guys are in the playoffs. Right. What are you doing? Time and time again. It, more so than the Ravens, this Chargers team has trusted in analytics their entire season. And it's failed them. And they have literally lost games because of it. Yep. That The game against the Chiefs, inexcusable. That game is a win. If you kick one yeah. field goal, one, you had four opportunities. You didn't kick not one field goal. Look, man, football is not that hard. It, I, why, it, it's why, not that hard, bro. What, what are you trying to prove? Yeah. What's your goal? How does this make Staley look? It makes him <laughs> like he's dumb. <laughs> like no, he wants to look smarter than everybody else. He wants to look like he's bold. I know like he's he like, man, I'm gonna kill him with this. I'm gonna kill him with this. They ain't, they ain't gonna expect this. Like <laughs> they they want us to tie. Yeah, nah, nah. nah I got this. I want y'all watch to win. this. <laughs> I want y'all to try and win it. <laughs> All right, man. We got to give out some superlatives in the NFL, man. AFC Offensive and Defensive Player of the Year. Who you got? Offensive player of the year. Give me Jamar Chase. Wow. Offensive player of the year. Okay. In the AFC, yes. Okay, I'll Defensive take player that. of the year. Give me TJ Watt. I'm going to follow you up on that. Defensive player of the year. Give me TJ Watt for sure. He beasted. I think he broke the sack record yesterday as well. So salute to him. For offensive player of the year, it's got to be Jonathan Taylor for me. Jonathan Taylor has been a beast all game. They should have utilized him more. I'm sorry Carson Wentz is your quarterback. <laughs> I apologize for him letting you down. I could have told you that this would happen, I, albeit I didn't think it would be to the Jags, but he will let you down eventually. For sure. This is just an embarrassing time to do it. NFC, offensive player and defensive player of the year, who you got? Offensive player of the year, give me Aaron Rodgers. Okay. Defensive player of the year, Aaron Donald. Can never go wrong with either Aaron there. <laughs> if since you took that, I'm gonna take for offensive player of the year. Give me Cooper Cup. Okay. Give me Cooper Cup and my as my offensive player of the year. I think he only needed a couple yards. So I want to say like maybe 23 to break the all time receiving record in a single season. Nuts. Dude is a beast. Yeah. Dude is a menace, a menace. And for defensive player of the year, give me Michael Parsons, man. Give yeah. Michael Parsons special. I know he's a rookie. But he is a special player. He can play literally any position yeah. on defense. And the Cowboys have utilized him all over the field. And they've turned more to a team that relies on their defense more than their mm -hmm. offense. When you have firepower on offense, one of the, I want to say, like the best group of weapons yeah, on agree. offense, possibly in the league. Right. Like, so, I mean, yeah, give me Michael Parsons because that team is like a defensive team now more than an offensive team. All right. Rookie offensive player of the year and rookie defensive player of the year. Jamar Chase. Yep. Michael Parsons. <laughs> I agree. We have we have no disagreement here. Um, Mac Jones, I seen you throw a pick six yesterday. That took you out of the running for rookie offensive MVP. Um, you were never going to get it anyway in my book. <laughs> Jamar Chase, I don't know if you seen him last week. He is a man. Yeah. <laughs> he is ready now, and he's like that. MVP of the league. Aaron, Aaron Rodgers. Rodgers. <laughs> is, is Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. And I don't know who that guy is that said he's not going to vote for Aaron, but you're a bum in the yeah, words of Aaron Literally. Rodgers. You're a bum in the words of Aaron Rodgers. And I hope they take your vote away. Yes. Like, yes. like you you spewing all that out because because he's not a good what person to you? Like you mad he ain't give he's you not vaccinated. Is it because he's not vaccinated? He ain't give you an autograph. That's what it is. You got <laughs> he a, he a hater. All right, man. Coach of the year, who you got? Mike Vrabel. I think that, you know, with Tennessee Titans missing all their weapons for the majority of the year. Derrick Henry is coming back. Yeah, you had Derrick Henry out, A.J. Brown out, Julio Jones all out. A.J. AJ Brown, well, not A.J. Brown so much as Julio. Julio yeah. ain't had a good hamstring since 98. Exactly. So, <laughs> I mean, it is what it is, bro. Like, it is what it is. But for them to, and, you know, other injuries too, they had major injuries on both sides of the ball. And they still solidified the number one seed in the AFC. So incredible for them. Yeah. Incredible for them. That's going to do dividends too, because, you know, Derrick Henry didn't get cleared for this game, yeah. but I know he started practicing. So that extra Rico rest is going to be huge. Playoffs going through Nashville. Huge. Yeah. Playoffs are going through Nashville. Damn, wish we could go. I know. <laughs> I'm thinking about it now. Wish we could go. Let's man. get on this plane. Yeah, honestly, that'd be pretty fire. Yeah. All right, man. I think my coach of the year is it's going to have to be Mike Tomlin, man. I just don't think. I don't think the Steelers had any business yeah. being where they are. I really thought that they would be last in the division mm -hmm. this year. They tied with the Lions, and we thought this team was dead in the water with an aging quarterback yeah. who said, who we all said should pack it up for weeks and weeks and weeks. And somehow, some way, he had this team rally together and play to their strengths and squeeze their way into the playoffs. And I just feel like, I mean, what he's done year in and year out 
never had a losing season. Once again, it's just impressive to me what he does with less talent. So I'm I'm just gonna give him, you know, the coach of the year. I'm just off the pure will alone yeah. of the Steelers getting to the playoffs. So salute to Tomlin, man. Right. As we mentioned earlier, we had the playoffs to look ahead to. Saturday, though, kickoff. Raiders, Bengals, 430. Patriots, Bills, 815. Who you got in both games? Give me Joe Burrow. Give me the Bills. Mm. Stephon Diggs. Interesting. Give me Joe Burrow, too, in a close. Yeah, close. I mean, close. I mean, a close game. I, I feel like, honestly, in this game, whoever has the ball last wins. Yeah. That Patriots-Bills game. Third three time. Feet, third time. Third time in, what, five weeks yeah. now? The weather conditions are going to be and very... Buffalo. They're going to be very similar to the game last week. Do you think we see that same game plan from the Patriots? That they're going to run the ball. Time? They're going to run the ball. But I, I need, and Leslie Frazier knows this, you need to force them to throw the football. They have to throw the football. And if your linebackers and safeties can't get downhill and fill those gaps when your defensive line is sucking up bodies, mm-hmm. it's going to pay dividends in that weather because once these guys get to the second level and the third level, you're in trouble when they get in a roll. When the Patriots right. are really rolling and they're really running the ball down your throat, you're in trouble. So this is this is a statement game for the Buffalo Bills. You can't lose. You just clinched the division. Yep. You need to go ahead and solidify this. Go ahead and knock the Patriots out. I think it's going to be a low-scoring, gritty game. Has I, think, to. I, think, I think it's going to be a low-scoring, gritty game, which plays to me in the Patriots' favor. Yes. Because the Patriots don't. They're score, not. They're, yeah. yeah. They don't score a bunch of points unless they play against the Jets. Yeah. They're, <laughs> everybody does yeah. that. Every, me, me, and you do that. Like I, I did that. But any, no. Anyway. Yeah. Like anyway. They put fifty on the Jets yeah. the other day, <laughs> bro. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Sunday slate. We have the Eagles and Bucks. One o'clock. Get hype. Yay, yeah, yay. Yeah. Then we have the 49ers and Cowboys, 430. And then the nightcap, Steelers and Chiefs, 815. Don't really want to talk about that game because I think Pat Mahomes, who said they still haven't put a complete game together yet, they're going to put a complete game together. Yeah. <laughs> and Steelers, be prepared. I know you have TJ Watt. You have Minka Fitzpatrick. Chiefs by double digits. Yes. <laughs> Eagles. Eagles lose in a close one. How close? I would say seven or less. I'll say this. I think the Bucks jump out to a double-digit lead, but I do think the Eagles can, you know, yeah. bring it down to, let's say, yeah, let's say like a touchdown or less. Right. What's a key for the Eagles for them to win this game? It's the pass defense. And, you know, Jonathan Gannon, I've been <laughs> adamant on Jonathan Gannon all year, the defensive coordinator. I want him gone. <laughs> He needs to go. Look at you getting, getting the coach fired. Because I just feel like as far as the pass defense goes, he's not aggressive at all. He just allows the quarterback to just sit in the pocket and just destroy you. Like, it, it's crazy to me when you have a, a front with Josh Sweat and Fletcher Cox and Javon Hargrave and these guys. Like, you have monsters up front on your defensive line. And I know your linebacker core, uh, they're struggling. I understand that. Yep. But you can send them on a blitz. You can do something to mix up your coverage because you know Darius Slay is going to hold his own. You know guys in the back end, Rodney McLeod is safety. And, and uh, you know, guys guys back there in corner. Like, you know, you have Steven Nelson on the opposite corner. Like, you have guys that can at least hold down their man for a little bit. But you need to start dialing up some pressure. You need to get Tom off his spot. Like, you can't just let Tom sit back there and destroy you. And also... A rattle Tom is, is the best, right. is, is the most vulnerable Tom. And, and also, they're down... Like, the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are down weapons right now. They're literally. down two or three weapons right now. One of them literally walked out. Literally. He and actually walked off the field. You have Mike Evans and you have Gronk. And a that's ban- enough. A, a banged up Mike Evans. That is enough. That is enough <laughs> to destroy your entire team. So... I'm looking at Jonathan Gannon, and Lord, I please. Oh, I just, I know his name is circulating right now as a head coach candidate. Please take him. Somebody, please hire this man away from my organization. <laughs> he has to go. It has to end here. Somebody give him more money. <laughs> yeah. To take uh, take him off our hands. Please, somebody hire him as your head coach. He has to go. I will say this: we gave Nick Sirianni a lot of heat early in the year because his press conferences and, you know, he's stumbling over his words and things yep. like that. They have done an admirable job. Exceeded expectations this year. Taking Jalen Hurts and this young wide receiver core and this team that was supposed to be on a rebuild year, which – Exceeded expectations this they're year. They're still kind of on a rebuild year. They need they need to 
beef up the receiving court because oh, you they to, will. <laughs> they will. Yo, Rager, get him out yeah, of here. He has to go. He has to go. It's, it's time. Like <laughs> Enough is enough. Just acknowledge your mistake and move on. I'm not even a fan, and I'm fed up for you. Look, we could have Defonte Smith and Justin Jefferson right now in Philly, and right. Howie Roseman, right. of all people, destroyed that dream. Pro- literally probably the biggest draft blunder in Eagles history. Yeah, probably. Like, literally probably the biggest draft I blunder. I mean, we did have we did have the same thing like two years uh, earlier when they drafted J.J. Arcega Whiteside in the second round over D.K. Metcalf. So, I mean, like, you tell me which one is worse. Like Justin Jefferson. Yeah, it is way Justin worse. Justin Jefferson is worse. He, he broke the rookie record. Yeah. Like he, he, he literally was like 20 yards from Randy Moss' record this past yeah. week. Like, he's a menace. Yeah. He's a menace. And Jalen Rager hasn't broke my record. Yeah. So... It's so funny because Devontae Smith in his first year broke the Eagles all-time rookie receiving record. In like, in like four games. Yeah. Like, in like four games, bro. Like four games. It, it's bad, man. It's bad. They so need to know, help Jalen out. With, they need to definitely give they need to him more up. receivers. And two names I want on the team because it has to be a veteran. I want a veteran receiver. Either give me Calvin Ridley because, you know, yep. he's on the trade block here in Atlanta. Bring the Bama boys back. Or bring the Bama boys back. I like it. Give me Mike Williams on the opposite side of Devontae Smith. I like that. Either too. one. I like that too. But yeah, I mean, just looking at this playoff matchup, I mean, I um, saw the report of the health. Uh, oh, yeah, we're bringing back Shaq Barrett this week. We're bringing back all this. <laughs> yeah. I was like, ho, 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 was just halfway he had a whole broken leg a yeah. day ago you sure y'all don't need another week yeah like, like whoa i don't know man i think i feel like we were really supposed to be the fifth yeah, seed yeah. Oh, 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 oh. let's look at this seating again yeah yeah they want to bring yeah, everybody it's back like, for this week he's like man no it's like hold on man this might get this might get real chaotic real quick i will say this though they have a great matchup with our offensive line because our offensive line is really, really no, good. I no, I think this is a really good matchup for the Eagles. I, I think that this, I think honestly, it, out of all the team, out of all the teams that had like you know higher seeds, I think that they drew the right one. Yeah, per se, I feel like they drew the right one because I don't think a good matchup with the Packers. No, and the Rams not either. Yeah, I don't think it's a good matchup for the. I don't think it'd be a good matchup against the Rams yeah. as well. I don't think it'd be a good matchup against the Cowboys. No, and I know that they play the Cowboys with their second mm. stringers. But I don't think that would be a good matchup against nope. the Cowboys either. I think I think they could beat the Cardinals, though. I think but the Cardinals weren't one of those. Exactly. They, they exactly. were a wild, wild card. card. Yeah, right. they were a wild card team. Because they, so yeah. they fell off the face of the earth. Like, literally, they're number one seed, the wild card. And <laughs> we weren't giving them enough respect. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Putting put respect on these. <laughs> Not giving you no respect now for sure. All right, man. Next game, 49ers-Cowboys. Who you got? 49ers and a close one. I got the Cowboys. I got the Cowboys in this game. I think this game is going to be really gritty. And I know that <laughs> the pundits want the Cowboys to lose so yeah. bad. I'm not going to lie. I want the Cowboys to lose. Like, I want to see the, oh, this is the first playoff game in a couple of years. Claps. <laughs> right in Jerry World. I'm ready for Jerry Jones to get in the press conference. We didn't execute. Like, like Dak wasn't good. Zeke, I don't know what he's doing. He's got to do better. I'm ready for him to just bash the whole team. I'm ready for Mike McCarthy to call timeouts with one second left in the first quarter. And that's where that's like, where I'm at. I'm ready for that all That is where I'm, I'm, I'm at. Just, I'm ready for all the big mistakes. I'm ready for Stephen A to come on with the cowboy hat and do his whole little spill. Like, I'm ready for all of that. But I think that this Cowboys team, led by Dak Prescott, I think they're going to be really locked in. I think they're going to be really, really locked in. I'm not saying it'll be easy, but I think the offense will be clicking. And I feel like the 49ers aren't a team that really, like, blow the top off as far Mm -hmm. as points. So I feel like this game is going to have to be a shootout because – the Cowboys defense is is decent. Yeah. The Cowboys defense is decent. They've they've held their own. But when they can't get turnovers, they have a rough time. But I'm going to rely on the Cowboys offense to actually carry the load this time instead of the defense. And I think they're going to be able to put up points. They're going to have their hands full with the front of the 49ers. I agree. Um, I agree. And it's going to be... Both sides of the ball. Yeah. Both yeah. sides of the ball. It's going to be tough to move the ball and to really get penetration on either side of the ball because I, I just feel like, you know, 
A, Mike McCarthy worries me in, in the playoff game. Yeah. You know, um, oh, no. he Mike McCarthy coaching yeah, is he, not good He worries for me the in the playoff game. And I, I think, you know, with the 49ers and their aggressive mindset, George Kittle didn't have a great game against the Rams. He, he had an awful game. But let me standards. tell you. This may be the George Kittle game, and I think Debo Samuel is going to score. Oh, of course. I think of course. that uh, De- Kittle. I think Kittle's going to go for eighty plus yards in the TD. The thing is, for me, I feel like the 49ers game plan to slow the ball and slow the game down, the pace down, is what the Cowboys love. The Cowboys are the Cowboys to me are a team that literally has those seven, eight minute drives on offense where they're gradually just moving the ball methodically downfield. I'm talking like four and five first downs yeah. on the drive, and then they throw it to Amari Cooper in the back of the end zone, right. or they give it to Zeke. I think Zeke is going to be very key in this game. I'm not sure if Tony Pollard Let will me be tell back. You something. I'm not sure if Tony Pollard will be back, but if Zeke cannot get anything going in that run game, Cowboys are in trouble. And I'm telling you, the matchup between Zeke and Fred Warner and Drake Greenlaw is going to be imperative in this game because those are very, very good linebackers. Fred Warner. Is Tony Pollard coming back this game? I don't know. If Tony Pollard's not coming back, the Cowboys Cowboys might be in trouble because you're going to have to run the ball to – you know, open up that play action. Like the Cowboys can throw the ball. Right. Dak is going to throw the ball, and I think Dak is going to make the right the right plays. Yeah. I don't think he's going to make the same mistakes. Right. I think he's going to look like the Dak that we seen against Tampa Bay right. in the in the first week of the season. Like I, you remember that that Dak was lights out, and I don't think that the 49ers can score at that type of clip. Like the Bucks can score at that clip. The 49ers don't score yeah, that many they're, points. They're not gonna. So the 49ers are not as prolific an offense right. as the Bucks were. Right. But I will say this: as far as how they go, they're going to attack one Leighton Van Der Esch. And I'm gonna say this: Shanahan attack Leighton Van Der Esch, <laughs> attack Leighton Van Der Esch, and then in the passing game. Please attack Anthony Brown. Attack <laughs> oh, Anthony <man>. Brown. Attack <laughs> that not, man. Not really an athlete. Like, <laughs> go piss down his leg. <laughs> Davis. <laughs> Davis. <laughs> Davis. <laughs> Davis. <laughs> like, what are you doing, son? P.I. <laughs> uh, yeah. P.I. Yeah, Anthony Brown. <laughs> look, man, I, I, I never like to call out players, but you are the weakling yeah. <laughs> on that defense. Please do not be the reason. If you guard D- Debo Samuel, just get off him. Yeah, like, <laughs> just get I need, off. Hey, hey, Diggs, I need you to <laughs> shadow him. You need to follow yeah. him. You need to follow he him. He has to. I know you don't play both sides like that, but you need to follow that man. I just feel like if the 49ers can run the football effectively, slow the game down, and also take clock off, I think they can slow this entire game down and give and limit the amount of possessions the Cowboys okay. have. And also, I'm going to account for one Mike McCarthy blunder. He's good for one. And I think and I think Dak's gonna turn the ball over one time. And I, I think that just like Dak, I think Jimmy G's gonna be. I think I, I think, think Jimmy, Jimmy G, G will turn the ball, the ball over, over as, well. as well. I think Jimmy G will And turn that's the ball what's gonna balance well. it off. I just think that the 49ers make one more play. Okay. Um, and I, I just think that the 49ers ultimately go ahead and upset the Cowboys and Jerry World. And I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if Jimmy G actually has a good game. It's gonna be interesting. I'm on the Cowboys side, you're on the 49ers side. We'll see. Um, we're both on the Chiefs that night. Mm-hmm. I don't think we really have to get too nope. much in depth with this game. I think the Steelers have played great football to this right, point. It is over. And they, they've they been able to contain teams, mainly because teams haven't been able to score that right. many points. But I think Pat Mahomes puts up upwards of north of 27 to 30, and I don't think the Steelers can get over 20. So by default, I think yes. that game's over. Yep. Um, I, I just think I just think the first one to twenty wins. The Chiefs are going to score over 20. Yeah. So I, I just don't think the Steelers can do it. Agreed. So, yeah, that that's that. Monday night. Cardinals Rams. This is going to be very interesting. Very interesting. I wish D Hop was healthy. I, wish, I, I, I wish really wish D Hop was healthy. This would make this 10 times better. Who you got? I have the Rams in a close one. I got the Rams too. I think that the Rams defense is going to figure it out. I don't think the um, Cardinals I, I, run. Yeah. I don't think the Cardinals are as physical as right. the 49ers. They're not, they're not nearly as, as physical. As far as running. So I think that plays into the Rams. Yes. Hands yes. Because the Rams secondary can hold their own as long as as long as you're not punishing them exactly. like, through the through the tackles in the trenches. That's not really James Conner's style nope. like that. And he's also a little banged up as mm-hmm. well. So I think that, you know, Aaron Donald is going to have his way. Um, Jalen Ramsey will be out there. I think he's going to make a play or two. I think Von Miller will be able to make a few plays. (laughs) And I know that Kyler Murray is – it's hard to contain Kyler Murray for sure. Kyler Murray is going to have to use his legs a lot if the Cardinals want to win that game. He's going to have to use his legs a lot. I just hope that Matthew Stafford doesn't literally give the game away. Because I think the Rams – he will. I think the Rams defense can hold their own, but I think – I think Stafford thinks he has to be a hero 
You don't have to play hero ball on the Rams. Just playing the you have a ton of heroes yeah. on your team. You have the Avengers. Right. <laughs> you literally have all-stars on both sides of your team. Like, you just have to play your position. As long as he doesn't try to do anything over the top, I think the Rams will win this game. Yeah. I think, Rams, I think the Rams are winning this game. I just don't think the Cardinals have found their stride. I think they lost it. You just, they like, yeah, they oh, lost like, their stride more than like, anything. Yeah, I think they lost like five weeks ago. They've been on a de- – like, they're one and four in the last five games. Ever, ever since they lost to the Green Bay Packers. Yeah, and it's – you know, they have injuries. I understand that D-Hop's probably not playing. I know they just got J.J. Watt back, yeah, so that's going to help he out. just got back. But ultimately, if Stafford take cares of the, takes care of the ball, they're winning the game. But if he turns the ball over, it's going to get interesting. I, I think Stafford's good for one turnover. Um, he can't afford to have more than one. Yeah. I think he's good for one, and I still think they can win the game if it's just one. But he can't afford more than no. one. Okay, man. It's time. <laughs> yes, sir. Sick him. <laughs> Let's go, dogs. <laughs> That is so wild. My bad, man. (laughs) Shout out to Kirby Smart getting Nick Saban out of the paint. Go dogs, man. Yeah, no, it was a it was a great victory. I'm happy for Kirby Smart. Finally. Good Lord. Finally getting over that hump. He needed that badly. But let's look at that game, man, because a lot of people are saying that Alabama wouldn't have lost that game had they had Williams, Michi, of course. Mechie. Or Mechie, excuse me. Why did I say Michi? I'm thinking of Big Meech. Larry Hoover. I don't know, man. All right, man. <laughs> my bad, my bad, my bad. Ross now? My, my bad, my bad, my bad, my bad. But yeah, man, how did you look at that game and what are your takeaways from it? Yeah, I mean, the, the momentum kind of switched once Jameson Williams did get hurt. Yep. After a 40-yard pass he, up the field. Yep. <laughs> and then just a, a weird incident in towards ACL. Like, it's... It's the turf. Very unfortunate, yeah. too, because he was going to be a high draft pick Top 15. Well. Yeah, for sure. So that's very unfortunate. But I just want to look at this Georgia team. This Georgia team, head to toe, I thought from the jump, was the best team in college football. Like, they've proven it the entire season. Defense, incredible. Defensive line, offensive line, incredible. Like, the only question that they had was Stetson Bennett. Right. And boy, did he show up big. Did he? He did. I think he made some great passes, and he said, I mean, he took ownership for the turnover, and he said that I'm not going to be the reason we lose this game. I don't know if he really and said he almost, that. he almost I don't was. Know, I don't know if he, I don't know if he <laughs> really that said that, but he's, <laughs> that's what he said in the post game. And I just think that he stepped up and made the plays when it matters, and shout out to Kirby Smart for sticking with him yeah. because many people thought that Stetson shouldn't be starting, especially in the uh, championship game after that SEC fallout. Yeah. Like That was a really bad loss, but Georgia by far to me was just a better team overall. Honestly, you know, you know, all respect for Stetson Bennett for for at least making enough plays to win the game. He made some but, big throws, man. Yeah, he, but he it was it, it wasn't him. Um, honestly, it was the Georgia linebacker clue. I was gonna say and the D line. <laughs> it, it was the linebackers for me, and I, I think that when you when you put that much pressure on a Bryce Young, he and was he's sacked able, like, what, five times. Yeah, yeah, yeah he was. He it's was really really mad. tough and. The athletes they had at the second level of that defense and the guys that can move in space and attack the quarterback and attack the running backs, it just made it, it made it even more that much sweeter because Kirby Smart, a former DB yep. at Georgia, winning at his alma mater. And, you know, you look at, you know, the Nicobe Deans of the world and guys like that, like Quay Walker, like they have guys on that defense and they proved it, right? Yeah. They proved that they can close on the quarterback. They proved that they can put enough pressure on Bryce yep. Young, especially when Jamison Williams came out the game. Once he came out the game, that means you had second and third string wide receivers out there, yeah. young, unexperienced yeah. wide receivers very, out there. And that changed their defense and how they called the plays. And they, they allowed their their young secondary to kind of, you know, move up a little bit and then they attacked the court. They sent so many blitzes towards Alabama. Bryce it was, crazy. was under duress that entire second half. Yeah. I want to say he got sacked maybe five times in that game. The last drive alone, he was sacked like back-to-back yeah. plays. He got sacked to end the game. Right. And I was like, yeah, this is crazy. What do you think the biggest difference is from the SEC championship to the championship game? Like, what do you What did you notice was the main difference? It's the comfortability, right? And you you've seen it. You know, with Bryce Young, and he had John Mechie. He had Jameson Williams. Yep. And when you have your two top guys and you've practiced with them all season, you're getting reps with them all week in practice. Same thing with Jameson Williams this time around. Yep. You had reps with him all 
week long preparing for this game. And you knew where he was going to be on the field at all times, which is why when he was in the game, he was eating Georgia up. It's and they true. had no answer for him, especially on the post routes, on the comebacks. Like, they just had no answer. Even when they tried to press him, he broke them down to the line of scrimmage and still created separation for his quarterback and created a window for him. And you look at you look at how Georgia began to call the game once Williams was out. And even their defensive coordinator, Dan Lanning, who's now the head coach over in Oregon, yep. he came out and good said hire, the same by thing. The way. Right. Good, good hire, by the way. He came out and said the same thing. He said, Jamison's out. We need to take advantage of this opportunity. And that's when he started calling a different game plan. Dialing up blitzes. Because you knew you pressure. didn't have reliable weapons on the outside. So it's going to have to be Bryce Young moving out the pocket to try to create and extend plays downfield. And his young receivers just were not there at that point in time. Just don't have the reps. Yeah. No, nothing against them. They just don't have the reps. They don't have that They weren't chemistry. ready for that moment. Yeah, they don't have the chemistry with Bryce Young. Um, feel sorry for him because he did lose his two main yeah. weapons. And I do think that game would have been a lot closer had he – They would have won. Had he, <laughs> I don't think so. I still think Georgia would have won. I think that it's hard to beat a team twice, especially mm. the way Bama did the first time. I don't think Georgia's letting that happen. It might have been close. They might have squeaked it out maybe in overtime or a field goal type game. Yeah. I think Georgia, I just think they had the better athletes. Um, even with even if the receivers were in, yeah. I think the defense can somewhat contain Bryce Young. And I just feel like they had better athletes in general. Yeah. I, I, just, I just feel like yeah. it, overall, the, on the offensive line of scrimmage, the defensive line of scrimmage, Georgia's defense is so physical, so big mm -hmm. that they don't necessarily have to always blitz because they can send four. They're yeah. four down linemen. They get there. Like, they've been bullying everybody else, and I get it. Alabama's a different breed. We know how Saban is. Like, and I'm going to say this now. The recruiting class that Alabama has next year is nasty. Yeah. If y'all want to put the bets in now, y'all can go ahead and put that futures bet in for Alabama to win the yeah. championship next year. Yeah. They're going to be insane. Yeah. But I don't know, man. I just think that I think it was just Georgia's time. And I'm glad yeah. Kirby Smart finally got nah, over the hump. I'm glad he got it done. I'm glad he got the win. Um, but there's still that big part of me that says, I get it. look, I get it. Jameson Williams in that game. It's I get a totally it. different game than that game. It. Because let's be let's just be honest. Georgia had no answer for him. And I mean, I I mean, no answer for him. It, <laughs> I, I just I just look at the SEC championship and the championship game being two different games. I don't think Georgia was just prepared. Like they haven't seen anyone like that. So when they seen in the SEC championship, they were rattled, shook. They had no idea what to do. And they're not really a team that's, you know, has to play from behind because mm -hmm. they rarely have had to play from behind right. ever right. this season. Like they've dominated literally every team that they played. Yeah. And I think the SEC championship was a wake-up call for them, per se. So I feel like the game plan would have been a little different. Like, I'm sure Williams would have got his catches. But I think I don't think it would have got as chaotic as early as it did. No, I, don't I don't know. know because here's, here's the thing, right? Georgia Georgia's defense is predicated on their front seven. And Agreed. their secondary was the weak spot of that defense. And if you had a good wide receiver that can expose them down the field, that it made it a different game. And... You saw that in the SEC championship game. You saw how Mechie, before he got hurt, how he was exposing him. You saw Jamison Williams when Mechie did get hurt, and he destroyed them. Like, even in the earlier in this championship game, they had no answer for Jamison Williams at all. They tried to press him. They tried to put bracket him. They tried to, you know, have two men over. Like, they just tried so many things early in that game to take Jamison Williams away, and he still found a way to get the ball. And it's it's one of these things now. When you have elite wide receivers like that, and I think I truly thought that Jamison Williams was the best Agreed. receiver Agreed. in this class, it's hard. No matter what you do, it's Agreed. super, super hard to direct coverage to him without giving up everything else that everybody else can provide. So and, I mean, I agree with that. I think he's probably the best Cuz Alabama's in this class offensive well. game plan had to change drastically. Oh yeah, for sure. When he went out the game because For sure. You you don't have any receivers that you really know like that. Yeah. Like you're throwing to people that right. you've never thrown to essentially in the biggest moment of their career so far and I mean they're not ready for that. And I he mean, was exposing them. I'm like let's right. just be honest like Jamison Williams before he went out in that game, he was exposing them. You can say he was exposing them but they weren't putting up a lot of points like that. Like the difference between They were about the to SEC, score in that drive. The difference between the SEC championship and that. That game was literally this game was literally close the entire time. Like I don't even count that pick 6 at the end. No, um, I don't care about that. Yeah, I don't, I don't I don't count that. Like I know that 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 got the spread covered. Right. <laughs> that right. got the spread covered, but that doesn't really mean anything to me. I think the game would have been close regardless. At the the whole game even when Williams was in the game he was yes he was getting his he was getting his catches but Georgia was still you know driving down the field as well yeah. power run game I love the the two-headed monster back mm -hmm. there with cooking cooking the boys I mean they were still they were still you know 
managing. I think it would have been a close game. I don't think they would have blew them out. No, like no, I'm, I'm not saying it's going to be a blowout. I would say that Alabama still wins that game. And you can see even the drive that Jameson Williams towards ACL, the momentum was all Alabama. And that was a 40-yard pass that he took. It was a post route. Yeah. He took it 40 yards down down, <laughs> down the field. Oh, yeah, he got light. And he, he got light. You, you could tell at that moment that – Bryce and him had they had the same vision at the same time, oh, for sure. and they were going to score in that drive, sure. and then there. the ACL tear, and it killed the momentum of that drive completely because yeah. that should have been a touchdown drive. They, yeah, they were there, they were there. You had to settle for three, and right. then I mean, it, I, I too don't many know. field goals. You should have scored a lot touchdowns. of field, both teams. Yeah. Both teams a lot of field goals. I thought Stetson had a great pass for that touchdown yeah. in the corner. Yeah, yeah. I'll give pass. him. I'll give him credit. Those Placed two perfectly. He, he threw two beautiful footballs down the field. One of them was to George Pickens right in the middle yeah, of the right field. Yeah, right in the middle of the field. That, and that, that was gorgeous. Deep post. Yeah, it was a that, deep that was, post. That, that was, was nice. gorgeous. And then the Pickens touchdown had pass. To, Pickens had to lay out for that, yeah. too. Like, that, he almost missed that. I was about to be like, And that's one, that's one element of the Georgia offense that never got a lock this year because of George Pickens' injury earlier. Yep. Like, he was never the same. Like, he, he just tried to come back that's from true. injury. He just never true. could. And I feel like if he was fully healthy this year, Georgia would have been even better than they were because George Pickens, I mean, he's still a really, really good receiver. So For sure. Best thing I took away from that game, after the game when Georgia won, uh, some of the players had on Alabama. Yeah, I don't know how that happened. (laughs) Guys, I I get it. We we assume that Alabama's going to win every single year. Put the right hat on. Mm. Don't don't try to sell that as a Braves hat. <laughs> like put the put the right. They're definitely hat on. gonna do that. <laughs> don't come on, man. Braves. Nah, nah Braves. knock it off. <laughs> knock it off. Put the right hat on. Have some class. <laughs> All right, man. NBA news, man. We are almost at the midway point in the season. Welcome back, Clay Thompson. Yes, sir. So good to see Clay back. Dropped seventeen is in his return after nine hundred and forty-two days. How do you feel about the Warriors right now with Clay? I mean, they're just still trying to find the groove and implementing him back in the lineup and things like that. He's in. He immediately got back in the starting lineup, oh. which is great. <laughs> yo, he he put him up yeah. too. Shot <laughs> immediately. Shots. He wasn't playing games. <laughs> he like yo. He was getting him up. Like, what yeah. did you see? What did you see in his first game? I saw the lateral ability. Yep. I, I see him. Uh, the dunk was really impressive. Like the off balance layups he was making, the off balance jump shots that and, he was making. Yeah, it, it looked like Clay. Yeah, it's it's impressive that he's feeling this well to do those things, right? Like you know, usually when you have those two major injuries, yes. it takes a while to get back. And um, he looks good. Like I said, he's only going to get better as right. the game continues to come to him. Wait till he actually shakes the rust off. Exactly. Like wait till he actually shakes the rust off. Kyrie back, man. Part time, part time net. Yes, sir. I'm trying to get on a part time contract. Man. Like, what's up with this? <laughs> How do you think this affects the chemistry of the Nets? And Kyrie looks good, by the way. He looks really good. Kyrie looks really yeah. good, by the way. Me and you both talked about that. Kyrie is special. He's just yeah. fun. To, he's just fun to watch play basketball. For sure. Because what he can do with the Rock is literally a lot of the league, almost 100% of the league, can't yeah. do what he does with the ball. Ball's yeah. on a string. But how do you think this affects the Nets? Honestly, I think it's okay. You're right cool now. With it? You're right cool now, with it? I think it's cool. Okay, like I think if James Harden, KD gave it, you know, the thumbs up and they're okay with it, it's fine. Because here's the thing: like he takes the load off on the road for you, right? True. He takes he true. takes the load off on the road, and, we, and then you just, it's up to KD and James Harden to take care of the home games. So I, I feel like it kind of balances out. Like okay, y'all, the workload, I got the road games. You know, I mean, y'all still get y'all shots, but let me, you know, what I mean, I'm gonna try to carry the team. And then when it comes to home games. It's all on KD and James Harden. Honestly, this benefits the Nets because we all know Kyrie has dealt with a lot of injuries in his past, and he's basically getting a bye week every other week. Yeah. yeah. Like, and it's helping them, and it's going to pay dividends come playoff time. Because, because they're not so gassed. Right, exactly. And his legs will still be there. He's not going to be exhausted. He shouldn't be hurt by that point in time. Hope not. But, like, I just feel like at that point in time, Kyrie should be almost, like, feeling fresh. Like, he just got back, like, last week. So Literally, his literally first game back. <laughs> it is January, fam. First game back. And I still think before the playoffs that he will eventually get vaccinated or or New York is going to alter I, that rule. I will say that I'm, I think I, I'm not I think a, he's going to take the pill. I think he's going to take the pill. I'm not a believer that in the come playoff time that Kyrie will miss the playoffs. No, he will I, be there every game. Yeah, I'm yeah, I'm not a believer that he will miss home games in no. the playoffs. I'm like I can see him holding out for as long as he can, but come playoff time he will be on that yes. court in Brooklyn. Yeah. I am just not I'm not believing that he's he's willing to miss that. Agreed. Not not believing that. All right, quick, your biggest surprise right now in the NBA. My biggest surprise is how bad the Hawks are. Um, I, wow. I just I thought they were going to be better. No, I, I, I thought true. they were going to be so much better, and 
I don't even know if they're top five in the East right now. Nope, I, they I, aren't. Yeah, exactly. No, so this is this is <laughs> we got issues. <laughs> I, I mean, there are a lot. There are a lot of big surprises to me. The Cavs, like I yeah. didn't, I didn't think the Cavs would be where they are right now. They look pretty good. Well, yeah, they do look but good. But I think my biggest surprise is the Bulls. Mm-hmm. Like the Bulls are incredible. Yeah, the Bulls are really, really, really good right yeah. now. Like the Bulls are top three right now in the East. They are booming. Like Zach Levine, DeMar DeRozan. DeRozan is cooking. Yeah. By the way, Bucci Mane out there, mm-hmm. like they, they are balling yeah. out of control. And I knew that, you know, with the addition of Lonzo and like all those, DeRozan, all those pieces, like we knew that they would be, you know, somewhat competitive. Right. I didn't think that they would be this competitive. I think that that team is primed to actually make a, a solid playoff run. Eh, like I, I think they're going to be good. I just don't. I don't, I don't think they're going to be any of the top. I don't think they can beat the Bucks. I don't think they can beat the Nets. Anybody else, I think they can beat. I don't think they're going to beat the Sixers. I think they can. I think they can. I don't think they're going to beat the Sixers in a seven-game series. I think they can. Joel Embiid, Joel Embiid is a menace right now. He is a. He's literally dunking on everybody. Easy. He's a menace, but he can't do it alone. I don't think they're going to beat Miami in a seven-game series. I think they can. I, Miami, I don't think Miami looks that great right now. They I, don't got Jimmy Butler they, right they're, now. They're also not healthy. They yeah. don't have Jimmy or Bam. Right. They don't have Jimmy or Bam. I think I think the Bulls are legit top. I think they're like number three right now in the East. Mm, I don't know about that. You think you think that he can beat them? Yes. I do not. I think that he and the Sixers can beat them. I do not. All right, man. Some quick takes before we get out of here. Matt Nagy fired. Chicago. Vic Vangio fired. Denver. Mike Zimmer fired. Minnesota. Brian Flores fired. Miami. Yes. Out of all these coaching changes, most shocking, obviously Miami. Why? Why? Why the firing of Flores? Why do you My think guess that happens? is. My guess is they have somebody in mind already. Um, and is this is this for Tua? Uh, that's my guess. Yes, because we know that he's had two winning seasons. Yeah. He he literally after losing seven games, his team won seven of the last eight games. Yeah, he didn't deserve to be fired. And no, by the way, no. he's going to get another head coach. Oh, for job. sure. He he, um, he should be he should be one or one A right. on that list. Agreed. And I I think that I would watch where Flores goes because that's likely to be where. Deshaun Watson goes because that's who he wants to play for. Um, I think I think Flores. Yeah, I think Flores. If he goes to Denver, they're going to trade for Deshaun Watson. Um, I think that he has his his pick of the letter right now. I think he can choose wherever. We've heard about Harbaugh going to either the Raiders or you know the Bears or what have you. We'll see about that. I know there's interest from both sides with the Raiders. But we have about seven or eight co- head coaching jobs open. We have like three GM jobs open now. So I don't think anybody expected this. And the the, the team, the people that we thought were going to get fired, have not been fired yet. Matt Rule, what have you been saying all day? Just be quiet. You trying to justify Sam Darnold, saying he played a good game yesterday. He had two picks. Yeah. What game are we looking at? Carolina has it rough in their organization. Yeah. They're looking for the, the perfect offensive yeah. coordinator to fit. And I think that if they bring in somebody, I, I can already tell you what's going to happen. They're going to bring in an offensive coordinator that's pretty good, and people are immediately going to call for him to be yeah. the head coach and get Matt Rule well, out. Matt, I, Rule, Matt Rule needs to go. I don't think that's going to happen at all. I think Matt Rule's about to hire somebody that Carolina's about to hate, and I mean Bill O'Brien. Um, he, he, it, it, everything, It. I don't feel like no matter who they hire, that person will be Pete Carolina. The Carolina fan base is going to push for that person to be the head coach. Y'all over don't Matt promise Carolina. I promise you, you do not want Bill O'Brien to be your head coach. You don't want Bill O'Brien to be your offensive coordinator yeah, either. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you don't want Bill O'Brien at all. Yeah. Well, uh, apparently Matt Rule is looking at getting an experienced veteran play caller. And that's who he wants. He, and, and he is, I mean, <laughs> Bill O'Brien is at the top of the list. He he's one of the the two or three names that is sticking to that organization right Bro, now. Like it's funny because I know uh, Cam was saying I, he just felt like nobody really bought mm-hmm. in bought into the culture there. And I'm gonna go ahead and say this now. I don't think Cam is a Panther next year. No, I don't. I don't nope. think he, I don't think he wants to be a Panther nope. next year. Like like I think you know I know I said that earlier in like a few pods ago. I like I was saying like you know cool for Carolina bring him back for his last ride. And I think that he still wants to play again or at least attempt to play again next mm-hmm. year. I don't think he wants to be in Carolina anymore. No. I like I don't think he's happy with the franchise. I don't think the franchise is, you know, moving in the right direction. And I don't blame him for wanting out and I'm gonna of, tell you, of the Panthers. I'm franchise. gonna tell you why Cam doesn't like the new regime in Carolina is because of the general manager. And and I mean, 
Tepper. Yeah. Um, Te- the thing, and the thing is, I I don't think Tepper really is focused. Um, I'm not gonna say he's not focused, but I don't think Tepper is putting all of his efforts into bettering the Carolina Panthers. The I don't know if you know, but the Charlotte mm-hmm. FC is about to start, yeah. and he's over that yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. He's over that as well, and he's putting he's a businessman. He's putting a ton of money yeah. into Charlotte FC, and they they kick off in March. Yeah. And I feel like as long as they're doing good and he's getting paid. I don't think he really cares. And I don't think he's really taking this as serious as he should be. And it, it's really like bleeding into the Panthers organization. And David Tepper, I mean, and we talked about this when uh, he originally bought the team. Yep. And I told you he came from the Pittsburgh Steelers yep. and kind of his philosophy coming over to that organization and what he likes. And, you know, a part of the reason why, you know, essentially the people in the Steelers organization kind of didn't want him yeah, around anymore. Right. So like when he bought into the Carolina Panthers, I knew immediately that Cam Newton wouldn't be there. Yep. And I knew kind of the ship that he was going to go ahead and, and build in Carolina. And his interests are not just football. Nope. He's a businessman. Businessman. Business and he wants to just make more money. Businessman. And I, I I do believe that he does take football serious. But can't tell. But I just think that he's one of those guys who wants to micromanage every single thing as yeah, well it, yeah he wants, you're not jerry jones he wants to be in control of everything yeah. he wants to have input in everything and he thinks he knows what's best right, right. and he doesn't yeah he doesn't he doesn't i don't think he really understands the carolina culture i don't think he understands no. yeah i don't think he understands no. like who actually should be in charge and like who you can actually let manage certain positions yeah. but he's making the wrong decisions and he's giving people power that don't need power exactly Matt Rule does not need any more power no. right now in that franchise no. like if if what you say is true and God forbid they really hire they Bill, Bill O'Brien who Fans gonna riot don't worry I'll be at the door knocking yep <laughs> yep your time is up time to go yeah Time to go. Yeah, like you don't need to do that. Bill O'Brien is one of the names though right now. Don't want to hear it. Don't care. One LA. <laughs> one LA, man. <laughs> All right, man. <laughs> Yo, before we get out of here, man, I know we've mentioned it a few times. A B. Yeah. I don't a B walked out literally in the end zone of the Jets game. Jets were beating the Patriots. Pa- Patriot, excuse me. Jets were beating the Bucks. Bucks came back and won. A.B. said he was hurt, said that Bruce Arians told him to get back in the game or you are done. A.B. said he couldn't because he was hurt and he has like he has like a fractured mm-hmm. bone in his foot yeah. at X-ray show. Right. He's also since then leaked text messages showing that he, you know, said that he was hurt and uh, Bruce Arians acknowledged it. Right. Bruce Arians saying that he had no idea of that, which I find hard to believe. Exactly. Where are you at in this story? Right now, it's a lot of he said, she said. Yep. Obviously, those text messages kind of pay dividends. What Bruce Arians saying is, AB said he wasn't getting the ball. That's why he's upset. Right. Yada yada yada. It's it's a it's a he said he said right now. AB going and doing that podcast and kind of finally speaking out, kind of mm-hmm. interesting. Yep. Also, him getting checked out by a doctor and having the X rays show that his foot yes. is still interesting. Yes. Like that all that's really interesting. And, you know, the money situation as far as them not trying to give him his bonus. His bonus. Yep. Which is why he was probably upset from get go anyway. All of this is really interesting. I didn't like I and I didn't appreciate A B going on the podcast no, and saying I didn't either. A talking about Tom Brady. Who who literally housed you. Yeah, he's the one that is he, the reason you're back he, in the he, league. Yeah, he he was he housed you. Yeah. Literally. Allegedly A B was at staying with yeah, Tom he stayed Brady. With, he was staying with Tom he Brady. He was staying with Tom Brady for, you know, a few days. Like he put or you around his wife and kids. Like, like what are like you talking he about? He actually trusted you enough to bring you into an organization when you literally fumbled the bag. Yeah. You literally gave the Raiders bag away. Just don't press send for one day yeah. and you get like 30 million or something right. like that. And you literally fumble the bag. Yeah. And like we we've seen this plenty of times. And one thing I will say is the target thing I can see AB doing. Yeah. I, I can see AB getting mad because he didn't have enough targets Agreed. early in the first half while Gronk was getting a few more targets. Mm-hmm. But if we look at that, I want to say Gronk had seven targets, I think, and AB had like four. So yeah. I feel like it was going to balance out regardless. I feel like the disparity wasn't that crazy. The literally the week before you had eleven catches on sixteen targets. Yeah. I will say this: the statement that a, or the statement that AB's PR team put out. Um, I want to say that Monday or Tuesday. Very well written. Yeah, it's legit. Very, very well written. It was great because it had all. It had a lot of evidence. Yep. 
it was very professional, but it also had quotes from AB that made it seem like these are eight things that AB would say. Right. Like, it was things in there that AB would say that made it look more realistic. Yes. So that that was very that was very well represented. AB gave himself a moment of silence. He gave himself a moment of silence. That's literally all we need to know about AB. Yeah. That 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 right there is all we need to know about AB. So it's it's like I'm I don't know who to believe right now. I don't yeah. know what the real story is. Um, do it, you think AB will play again in NFL? No, no. I, I think that there will be eventually. There's going to be a, a wide receiver needy team, and mm-hmm. they, oh, you know, we can make a Super Bowl run, whatever, whatever. And they may pick him up, but he's burning a lot of bridges, and I mean, he's burning so many bridges. Cause he, there's organizations now that he can never go back to. That that I agree with, but I do think that his talent alone, AB, I'm he's still I'm, one of the best receivers I'm, in the league. I know that. Look, I I don't want to say this like because Mike Evans and them are great receivers, yeah. but when AB said, "Yo, he's the best who, receiver on the team," when AB said, "Yo, who's the best receiver on the team?" I don't think he was lying. No, he's, he's the best receiver yeah, on the I, team. I, I don't think he was lying. I think he is the yeah, best receiver is. on that team. He is. Like, I, I don't think, I don't take that lightly. Like, AB's like that. He really is. So, yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll see how it goes. Like, I I just think that you got to be cautious. Like, you you got to be cautious of what you're saying. Like, you just have to be smarter. Just just let it go. Yeah. Just just let it go. Let the PR people take it. Agreed. All right, man. Before we got here, it's been a minute since we did it, but lock of the week playoff edition lock of the week who you got i got kansas city minus 12 and a half over the steelers <laughs> yo you got the steelers getting smoked <laughs> <laughs> getting beat by two touchdowns in the playoffs is insane <laughs> it just shows that you really don't belong here and it the steelers don't belong in the playoffs man this should be the Chargers. yeah it should be charged this should literally be the Chargers. give me the eagles plus eight and a half in tampa that's all we got, man. I want to thank everyone for listening. Thank everyone for tuning in. Happy 2022. We are officially in the new year, so new goals. want everybody to just remember to please get vaccinated if you haven't already. Your choice. I get it. Wear your mask. Omarion is out here sliding for sure all over the place. It is not safe outside. Also, bundle up because it's cold. Single degree temperatures where we are, so you know we are wrapped up. But guys, we appreciate all the support. I know we took a little hiatus, but we are back. We are in the building. We will let you know if we do take another break. Don't foresee one for a while because it felt good to get back in here and do this, man. For sure. Yeah, man. It's all love. You already know what it is. Guys, protect yourself. Wear your mask. Please. Get vaccinated. These numbers are Six nuts. feet apart. All those kinds of things. Yeah, back up. Yeah, y- y'all just need to protect yourselves. Guys, we appreciate all the love you've been showing on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, and all the other platforms you've been listening on. I went back and I looked at our numbers from our last podcast, and you guys are still playing it. Turning up, As man. if we're still doing this <laughs> every week <laughs> for the last up. three weeks. So up, man. Appreciate we appreciate it. all the love, man. Appreciate it. Don't walk off like AB. Who better than me, though? Like, who better than me? For real, yo, Rams, don't let me down. I want to pick y'all in the Super Bowl, so let's take care of business. One LA, baby. I'm out of here. Yep. Really saw that ain't no debate. No way, ain't no escape. Big dog eating off the plate. Cool breeze, march with the same. Flexed up now, John Cena. Cracked up more than Serena. Wife a baddie looking like Nia. More drip, more than a leader. I'm at the wood. I said I would get. No mediocre. I'm feeling like Tip. Sound like to me. We got us a hit. They can't even drip line. So savvy is a swag daddy. Red eye flights out to Cali. Holding bags looking like a caddy. Penthouse vibes, no addy. addy.